behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. Ah, uh, yes. Welcome into another edition of the Score North Taxi Squad, everybody. I am one of your cabbies on duty today, Jason Stormer, along with the typical cabbies on duty. We got AJ Fredrickson and Artis Woods this evening and hope my guys are doing good today. Uh, gentlemen, uh, you know what? I think I kept things pretty tame on St. Patrick's Day. I uh, Speaking of cars and taxi squad, I only had one Irish car bomb. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, in St. Patrick's Days, I've had a, uh, I've had more than that. A couple Guinnesses uh, for sure as well. But how did you guys celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Hopefully responsibly. I, I feel like I'm about to get teased for this, but I have no idea what an Irish car bomb is. <laughs> no clue. Okay. No clue. All right, uh, AJ, you might have to help me. What is the actual liqueur that they put in? Isn't it just Bailey's? I'm pretty right? sure it's just Bailey's, and then um, not much of a drinker anymore. That's why I only have one typically. It's, I've had yeah, two before. It's, it's like it's fun. I think it's Bailey's dumped in a Guinness, but you gotta chug it really it's, quick, it's otherwise cream, it cream. It's cream gotcha. and it's cream and whiskey, and mm-hmm. then you drop that into like a Guinness or some type of like darker yeah. Irish beer. Yes. Ooh. Sounds They're good. delicious. They're delicious. Um, you don't taste a lot of liqueur in that one at all. So uh, they can be deleted pretty quick. But uh, gotcha. only, only, only one this year. Only one this year. I was proud of myself. I'm, I'm 29, man. I'm getting old. You know, makes sense. Liver don't makes work sense. as good no more. I hear that. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm the kidding. same way. Which is why I didn't do much for St. Patty's Day. I think I had a drink, maybe two. Um, last year I went out and did the whole like little bar crawl thing. So that was cool. But this year was was pretty chill, pretty relaxing. Um, next year I might try to turn it up again a bit, but. You know, I, I need a little time off from it. You know, I need a little time <laughs> off. But, you know, other than that, it was, I, I needed that chill day. I needed a day to kick my feet up and relax, you know? Yeah, yeah, no. I uh, just kind of hung out with some people and, you know, took it, you know, had, had, had some fun, partook in some festivities. Mm-hmm. That sounds good enough to me. Good enough to me. Yeah, no, it, it was pretty chill, pretty relaxing, but still fun was. I, I really do love St. Patrick's Day. For me, it feels like it just like spring has sprung. I feel that way kind of like with Easter, too. It just feels like, yeah, spring is finally here, even though, I mean, it was like single digits here in the Twin Cities this past week. I think it was like in the 40s today. So things are heating up a little bit here in the Twin Spitty, uh, Twin Spitties, Twin Cities, excuse me. Uh, speaking of a lot of heat going on, a lot of hot rumors going on, I want to get right into the juicy stuff with the Minnesota Vikings because just a couple days ago, a big-time name was linked to the Minnesota Vikings, guys. Uh, a name that's kind of been thrown out in a lot of places recently because of his situation with his team. Uh, who I'm talking about specifically, though, is uh, the quarterback right now of the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, we'll see if that's the case in the future. Lamar Jackson. Jeremy Fowler, guys, pretty legit guy at ESPN, went on SportsCenter the other day and uh, threw out a couple of team names that may be linked here to Lamar Jackson in terms of like, hey, here's a possible team that, you know, he might go to. Uh, he mentions the Tennessee Titans. Uh, first of all, I'll read the quote. Uh, they mentioned Tennessee, who just cleared some cap space. They have a new GM uh, who's working on the roster. They could use a running quarterback. They love experience with that in the past. And even a wild card like Minnesota, Kirk Cousins has one year left on his contract if they want to reestablish their identity there. So, guys, I mean, what do you think about Lamar Jackson maybe coming to the Minnesota Vikings? Who, who I, wants to go I, first? <laughs> I'm going to, I was going. I was going to pitch it to AJ because I want. I want to hear your thoughts first. I'm. I'm anxious to hear what you have to say. My honest thoughts. 
Yes. If I'm crazy and there is a chance, if there is a two, three percent chance that I can get Lamar Jackson, I'm going one thousand percent in on trying to get Lamar Jackson to Minnesota. I think him and the pairing with Justin Jefferson in this offense, this rushing attack, throwing to TJ Hawkinson, who, you know, isn't really Andrews, but is probably a top five, maybe top ten tight end in the league, the best receiver in the league. That will propel the Vikings into some serious playoff contention. Now, you still have to do something about this defense, and that's where it kind of kind of gives me cause to pause because Lamar Jackson is not going to be cheap. You're going to have to pay him, and you're going to lose some draft picks. But he is worth it all. He's worth what, whatever, whatever you have to do to get Lamar Jackson. We've seen him already do more with less over with the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Vikings as an overall team have more to work with on the offensive side of the ball. I would find a way to get it done. I would try. Now, nine times out of ten, the Ravens are going to match whatever offer is thrown out there. And that's where it can get tricky because if they do match the offer and he stays there, now Kirk Cousins is looking at you like, hmm, all right, that, that, that was cool. You just tried everything in your power to, to, to get rid of me or to try to find my replacement. That's nice. He might not be happy about that. But this is a business, baby. This is the NFL. <laughs> and Lamar Jackson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. This isn't the AFC. This is the NFC. The best quarterback in the NFC right now, all bias aside, is Jalen Hurts. But it's up in the air for the NFC because you never know. I don't expect it, but, you know, there could be a little bit of, you know, Super Bowl hangover going on in Philadelphia this upcoming year. Definitely lost some big impact players. Um, The Vikings were a great team last year, a playoff team, won 13 games. Again, bringing in a guy like Lamar Jackson in in a conference that is not as loaded as the AFC, you'd have your best chance of getting to a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson opposed to Kirk Cousins or maybe any other available quarterback that you will get. I keep hearing that the Vikings might try to draft a quarterback early. I wouldn't draft a quarterback early this year. I would wait a couple rounds, then maybe draft a quarterback. I wouldn't draft one early this year just because you have Kirk Cousins. But if you can replace Kirk Cousins with a Lamar Jackson, a proven talent, an MVP, a guy that's a winner at the quarterback position, the only issue I have is probably he's a bit injury prone. But outside of that, if I can do it, I am making it happen immediately. I said last week that like if I was the GM, I would run it because of how like entertaining things would be to play with Madden. Like I'm I'm I like I don't I want the fun factor. I want the like people on the edge of their seats. It's pure entertainment. And that's what Lamar Jackson brings. In reality, I don't know if he's the guy for the Minnesota Vikings, simply because they're gonna have to pay out the wazoo for it. And we've already talked about how how held back this team is with with Kirk Cousins contract and how that's going to benefit from it and we've heard Kevin O'Connell not necessarily talking about Lamar Jackson but just in different press conferences and maybe this is based solely off the fact of like who he has as his quarterback right now he talks a lot about how nice it is to have a quarterback who's able to hit tight windows and to be an accurate thrower and really be able to you know be accurate with certain balls whether it's short medium deep down the field whatever it is and Kirk is able to do that and maybe those comments are catered simply because Kirk is currently the Vi- uh, the Vikings quarterback. Lamar Jackson is not as good with accuracy, relatively even close to what Kirk Cousins is, is right now. Don't don't give me that look. Don't give me that look. Don't give me that look because it's it, he's not. That was all artists, by the way, He's folks. not. If, if you're telling me you need a, a tight window hit, are you even hesitating? 
between Kirk Cousins and, and Lamar Jackson? No. I am immediately going Kirk Cousins. But for the sake of scrambling out of the pocket, extending plays and running all around and being an absolute firecracker, being an athletic freak, a gift from the football gods, <laughs> that's what Lamar Jackson is. Unfortunately, I don't know if the Vikings, I don't know if they have the 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 wherewithal, the courage to to step out of to, to to be the team that goes down the movie route, if that makes sense. To to break away from this established quarterback. You know who he is. He's restructures deal. You know all the stuff you've done. To take a stab and be and be a you know, just essentially to not be the Minnesota Vikings, to make a daring choice for once. I don't think they have it in them. I I don't think I think they've probably called for the in the same way that the the that the Minnesota Twins make the call on the 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 free agent pitcher in the off season. <laughs> hey, you know <laughs> we're interested in you. Keep us posted on kind of what other teams are gonna you know gonna offer you. Hmm. And then they get back and it's like yeah, so here's what we're getting. Blah blah blah. Do you guys have an offer? Ah no, sorry, a little too rich for our blood. That's I think that's the Vikings in this scenario. I'd. And I, I'm saying this as I'm I'm goading them into it. I if if I wake up if I wake up one of these coming mornings and I see the Vikings have submitted an offer, a formal offer to to quarterback Lamar Jackson to be the new head of the Vikings offense, I would leap for joy. I would be so proud of this team, whether or not it goes down in a blaze of glory, or they soar like an eagle to the to the Super Bowl. The fact that they would then have the the guts to take a stab and be aggressive and say, we are going to be a team that wants to win for once. Not just win the division, but win the whole thing. I would love that. I just don't think they have it in them. So I think this is a, a conversation that really doesn't matter at the end of the day. In a month, this is going to be an afterthought. That's going to be, you know, he's going to be back with whoever or, you know, it, I, I don't think this is really going to go anywhere. I love that we're talking about it, though, just because the fact of it's news, it's Vikings, it's, fo- it's football, it's it's entertainment. Yeah, it's score north reckless speculation at its best, right? We do it best around here for sure. I would absolutely love the blockbusterness of this deal. It would be in the same realm of Tim Connolly swinging big for Rudy Gobert. It'd be on that level. And actually, in this case, Quasi Adolfamensa has been around longer than Tim Connolly was when he made that big swing for Rudy Gobert. So I think an argument could be made that maybe a big move, maybe not like this, though, but like a big giant trade could be in the works for Quasi Adolfamensa pretty soon here. I bet he would actually like to maybe establish like himself as a guy that does swing big at some point. Maybe that's not this season because they're trying to clear a lot of cap space. And we can talk about uh, in a little bit, uh, Harrison Smith restructured his contract this week. We can get into that too. So just another indication that the Vikings really just want to clear a ton of money for 2024 and maybe go all in there. Maybe that's when we see a move like this. Maybe not this year. Um, to be honest with you guys, the Titans actually probably makes way more sense to the Vikings because their quarterback situation is more dire than ours because Ryan Tannehill, I think, is pretty much on his last legs, as least as a starting quarterback. He can probably still make a pretty decent uh, backup role in this league and I know they still have Malik Willis but that might be a bit of a wild card at that at this point I don't know how much faith that organization has in him so actually I mean Lamar to the Titans does make a, probably a lot more sense than Lamar to uh, the Vikings um, but I mean I think that if you were to start a trade with this um, I mean obviously Kirk Cousins would be going back to Baltimore 
Um, I have no idea what John Harbaugh might think of Kirk Cousins or how he would potentially operate in his offense. That runs a lot, even though, I, unfortunately, Baltimore seems to go through a lot of running backs. Um, they, they seem to get plagued by injuries a ton, but they really like to run the run the ball. Uh, and like throw, and obviously that's because of Lamar Jackson as well. Um, he he can make the throws. Um, the accuracy isn't like like AJ said; it's not as good as Kirk Cousins. Um, he may be even more a little turnover prone than Kirk. Uh, maybe not necessarily fumbling the ball, but maybe like with interceptions. Even though we did see a spike in interceptions for Kirk Cousins this season. Um, God, it would be so fun. I just don't know if the cap space works. I mean, we're still. I think we're already like 1.8 over the cap, even with everything that we've done so far. And and I know that Lamar hasn't signed this weird franchise tag that they've, they, they threw this non, I don't even know what exactly it's non guarantee or something like only like four other players in NFL history have ever received whatever the Ravens franchise tag they were going to give Lamar Jackson. So it's not like the Vikings would be inheriting that on. They would probably have to, establish a whole new contract with him that would start in this league year 2023 oh it'd be so much fun it, it would cement quasi adofa mensa's just feet here in minnesota like hey i am going to swing big for this organization there's already been a ton of indications that we might be moving on to a new quarterback after this year i mean it's still there's still been no news about um, uh, well actually there was the news last week about Kirk mildly restructuring and like putting that into signing bonuses I guess but in terms of after 2023 nothing so um, this would be just awesome and I do think it would make the Vikings better I am like like artist mentioned at the end of his his talk there too. It's the injury thing that we 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 do have to we do have to bring that into the conversation because the man has missed playoff games the last couple of years, and that is uh, that is exactly when you need to be available for your team. And there were even people questioning whether or not Lamar was ready um, for those playoff games. Um, ultimately, I mean, I'm assuming him and his doctors and overall the team doctors as well made the right decision for his for his overall health and didn't let him out there. Um, but but yeah, it it would be just. A whole guys, lot of fun, guys. This this is not a question of is Kirk Cousins better than Lamar Jackson because he is not. Um, I didn't. Say I don't that. think he. I don't think he is close. I do not <laughs> think he is close to as great as Lamar Jackson is as a pure talent. Kirk Cousins may be a bit of a better thrower of the football, but we got to think about this in its full totality. That hasn't gotten him or any team he's played for anywhere, him being a a, a far above average, I'd say, thrower of the football. Because he's got a good deep ball. He's accurate from the pocket. All of that is fine. But this year, we're just now starting to see him branch out and be a a little bit more risky with his passes. This year, we're starting to see a new version of Kirk Cousins, and it finally ended up in 13 wins. Lamar Jackson is 45-16 and in his first five years as a starter. And the and the the Ravens again. The Ravens' offense they do not have weapons. They have Lamar Jackson, the rushing attack, and Andrews as a tight end. The Minnesota Vikings' offense is much better, and Lamar carries that Ravens team on his back. They win those games because of Lamar Jackson. Him being a threat as a run in the re option, him being able to throw the ball downfield. I really think that a lot of this has to do with, you know, a lot of times you don't you don't see a quarterback's 
accuracy until you put pieces around them. There's a lot of quarterbacks that did not look accurate until you put some court, some pieces around them. Jalen Hurts did not look accurate. And then you brought in A.J. Brown. He looks very accurate. Josh Allen did not look accurate. And you brought in Stephon Diggs, and he looks very accurate. Lamar Jackson, you pair him up with Justin Jefferson. Super Bowl contenders. Super Bowl <laughs> no contenders. Doubt. I'm t- I'm telling and this NFC, and again, we that's a 45 and 16 record in the AFC. Lamar Jackson already has as many playoff wins in five years as Kirk Cousins has had his entire career so far. And I forget how many years that Kirk Cousins has been in the league, but he's on his way out. So if the, if there is a if there is a way, if there is a way to do it, I am going to do it. And I understand he he costs a lot. And Kirk Cousins, um, when you think about the contract situation where he kind of like kind of hamstrings the team or like kind of, you know, he doesn't leave you much room to go out and get other weapons. I understand that. But like in those situations, that's when you need a quarterback that can overcome not being able to get those type of talents around him. And I think Lamar Jackson with this offense already intact, I think he's a quarterback that can potentially overcome a lot of the deficiencies of the Vikings because we've seen him do it enough now with the Ravens. Again, the injuries are the biggest concern because Kirk Cousins stays healthy. He stays mm-hmm. on the field. He takes some hits and he stays up. And I'm not saying this to bash Kirk Cousins. I don't think he's a terrible quarterback, of course. But there's Kirk Cousins and then there's Lamar Jackson. I am trying to <laughs> get Lamar Jackson if I can. I'm sorry, Kirk Cousins. That's that that is just me. Yeah, no, I I agree. And I, I'm with you. I do think that, like, in the grand scheme of the game of football, I do think that Lamar Jackson, not even a question, is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. The only thing that I hesitate with is they just, a year ago now, hired Kevin O'Connell. And granted, he's kind of he got handed the team that he has. It's, it's similar to, like, when you bring in a new college coach. You know, it, he might have to deal with the recu- recruiting class that isn't his necessarily. Does Kevin O'Connell's grand scheme of how he wants to run an offense, does that come from a quarterback like Kirk Cousins that's going to sit in the pocket and try to throw the ball all the time? Or is it something where he thinks he could probably thrive better with a quarterback like Lamar Jackson where he can run around and scramble and still still throw the ball? And and I think you were spot on with the point of Lamar Jackson doesn't have that weapon like Jalen Hurst does with A.J. Brown or even – you know, he, he um, who, who, Devontae, or no, I was gonna say, or even Devontae Smith now has emerged as a pretty good receiver for Jalen Hurts. He, he doesn't have a guy even close that could, he doesn't have a guy that could tie the laces of Justin Jefferson. So I do think that would be an upgrade, but it would be one of those things where it seems like a really, really, really risky bet yeah. to pay all that money and give all that stuff and make all these trades and reevaluate the cap and shift all this stuff. And then we get to week one. And he overthrows him by 14 yards. That's how the Lamar Jackson era opens up here in in Minnesota. I would I that's that's a lot to bet on. And I don't think that Lamar would be bad. I I really think he would be good. It's just it it's that's why that's going back to what I was saying. I just don't think the Vikings have it in them as a franchise among the owner ownership and by the they want to be competitive. And I think that would be a very competitive move, but they don't have that we're all in or we're all out type of mentality. It's like that's just given too much. They wouldn't want to make that bet 
for the sake of they know what they have already. Why risk it? You know, and that and that's and that and and I, that that's the thing that I think that really frustrates me is because how many times is a guy is do you have the guy just sitting right there and all you need to do is just pay the money and make the moves they have they have Rob Brzezinski who is the the cap guru among the NFL he would be able to make it work you know just it but I just don't think they have it in them that's that's the thing that's frustrating because I think Vikings fans deserve it what's what's the worst thing that happens you still just don't win a Super Bowl well, guess what? You haven't been doing that for about 60, <laughs> what, 60, 80, whatever years. It's It's been too long. Just go for something. Fans deserve better than what they've had currently. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, that being said, I think you put on a clinic right there. I do, I do, I do want to <laughs> yes. say that was, I don't know if you well rehearsed done. that in your mirror before we got going today, mm. but that was articulate that was well rehearsed you came with stats you came with in-depth analysis that was tremendous well done. Uh, i appreciate that well done. I, you know i try man i try man I, i'm a fan <laughs> gotta put this disclaimer i like lamar jackson i'm a, i've always yeah. been a fan of his since college so it's hard I'm not really to he's, he's, a, he's just a fun guy to watch yes, like i've yeah. never seen he like i don't think he has that you know like some guys like he's not a kyler murray where it's like no Oh no! You know you have you have to, and people are talking about him playing video games i don't see lamar jackson i'd like i it's always Football. He's a leader. He does this. He 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 seems to do everything right. So mm. I feel like he's a very easy guy to root for, no matter what the situation is. And plus, with like the league, from what I understand, everybody's saying like this guy needs to get paid. And when you have guys all around the league being like, "Why is nobody paying this guy?" That's I think that speaks a lot to just his character. Yeah, yeah. No, I um, I the two things I think about in this situation, I guess, if the Vikings were to pull the trigger on this, and yeah, I'm I'm totally a Lamar Jackson guy. I've been ruining him since the since he got drafted because he kind of got screwed over in the draft too. People saying he should be a running back, it's just that's a that's a conversation for a whole another day, which is a whole bunch of BS uh, anyway. But the two things I'm thinking about now, if the Vikings want to potentially pull the trigger on this, and obviously Baltimore has to play game two. Um, if I were them, I'd actually uh, look into like going after like Deandre Hopkins or something like that. Like actually getting a legit, legit wide receiver. I don't know why they got rid of Hollywood Brown. He probably would have helped him at least a little bit last year. Anyway, I want to know what Justin Jefferson's thoughts are on all of this. And you better believe the Minnesota Vikings, at least I hope they are, they are communicating with him on some of the inside tradings that are going on here with the team. I would very much hope that Quasi and Kevin O'Connell, if they haven't already, have been like, hey, JJ, what would you maybe think about playing with Lamar Jackson? Be very interested to see what his thoughts are, especially because that contract extension has not been signed yet. And uh, maybe if, if I were to just be a betting man, I'd like to think that Justin Jefferson might be a little bit more tickled playing with Lamar Jackson long term than Kirk Cousins. I, I don't know. I'd just be interested in that. Um, but the other thing I got to think about, too, is just like, OK, at this point, even as a Vikings fan, especially Vikings fans who are critical of how much we've been paying quarterbacks the last few years, do you really want to pay another quarterback right away after moving on from Kirk, even though it is Lamar Jackson, when you have already been setting yourself up in 2024 to clear that cap space and maybe start over by drafting a quarterback and getting somebody on a rookie scale contract to be perfectly honest with you, as much as Lamar is awesome and you know what? Yeah. Part of me would like to be trade here. I think I'm still leaning towards that scenario 
because I'm seeing it with your Philadelphia Eagles right now, Artis. You have a rookie-scale contract quarterback who has really panned out and is, is great and is going to be one of the best quarterbacks, if not already, here in the league. I want what you have. I am jealous of what you have. I understand you're going to have to pay him pretty soon, but you guys have already really capitalized a lot on your rookie-scale contract, more so than other teams have been able to do. So... I I'm envious of that scenario and I do have to, I I do have to look at Baltimore's playoff record too, even though he has won an MVP. Um, I believe they have made an AFC championship game, but I mean, you know, we're, we're still kind of wondering if Lamar Jackson, including like, you know, Josh Allen as well can really take his team to that Super Bowl level in the way that uh, um, uh, Joe Burrow and um, Patrick Mahomes and uh, several others have gone before. So, um, Oh yeah, I mean, I I love you know I I love my Marvel movies and Star Wars and stuff. I love blockbusters. I love when my teams just get potentially involved with all this. Um, will the Wild score right here? They do. Yeah. All right, Woo-hoo! Wild scored overtime <laughs> at the buzzer too. There were seconds literally on the clock, and the Wild get the win in New Jersey at the Prudential Center. Not a bad barn. I've been to it. Oh my God, uh, artist. You, I I, <laughs> I know you didn't bet. have that on, but yeah, they, sorry guys. They, <laughs> anyway, um, I, yeah, what we're ahead, talking about ahead, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Uh, the, the AJ oh, yeah. is red over right here on the camera. He is he is red with excitement. Oh, I I love I, I love AJ during overtime hockey, man. Because when the Wild win, I mean those those jubilate. We we kind of made the same notes. It's like the, oh, you know, oh, kind of sound or whatever. I feel like every <laughs> right. hockey fan makes that uh, noise after a game winning goal. Uh, who was that for us, Age? By the way, who, who that was? Won? That was uh, Matthew Boldy. Matthew, who's been on an absolute heater recently. We will get to him in a little bit. Yeah, we'll, He's we'll, just been we'll talk about that awesome. in a second. That was yeah. amazing. Oh, Anyways, that was awesome. Let's, fin- let's uh, finish some other. Yeah, talk. let's wrap up the Vikings talk. I do want to actually talk about um, the news with Harrison Smith this uh, past week. He did restructure his contract. We were kind of wondering uh, what was going on with that. There's still a couple other players in, on the Vikings roster that we're still wondering what's going on with Dalvin Cook, Darius Smith. Still no news with them, but we do have news with Harrison Smith. Basically restructured his contract to take like a 50% pay cut. He went from like about 18 or 19 million for next year to uh, I think 8 million. And I think it is just now a one year deal. So after this, who knows uh, what might be the future for Harrison Smith in 2024 with the Minnesota Vikings. But for now, um, this again, desperately need to save some cap space. Uh, This allows the Vikings a little bit more flexibility. And you know what? Maybe Smith kind of just realized, you know what? Um, kind of the the leader of this team. Maybe uh, maybe this could be a leadership thing that I do. Maybe taking a pay cut in that regard. I don't know. Or maybe he just maybe just realized that his play is where it's at, and this is how much he should be compensated for his play. But what do you guys think about Harrison Smith? For sure, now coming back to the Minnesota Vikings in 2023. I'm happy. Oh, go ahead, AJ. Purple rain. <laughs> Right. He is he's Mr. Minnesota at this point. I <laughs> and get him in the ring of on. I he's in my book, and this is bias, and I think, but I think a lot of other people around the league would probably agree. Hall of Famer. Yeah, Hall oh, of yeah. Famer. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I, I mean, as soon as he hangs it up, retire the number, ring of honor, <laughs> do all the kit and caboodle, get him in, get him a statue. I don't really care. <laughs> this guy, this guy is unbelievable. Um, I know uh of Channel 5 uh, and contributor on Score North, Darren Dewey Wolfson. He is uh, he has his own podcast, too, The Scoop. He had a scoop um, with Mackie and Judd earlier today kind of talking on why and what went into it. Um, frankly, you know, you could have told me that it's because 
he just couldn't get out of his mortgage here in the state of Minnesota. I don't really care. He's staying in Minnesota. This is a guy that brings so much knowledge to the secondary. Um, you know, he's a vocal leader, which is what you need for that position. He is able to kind of read the room, read the field. He's a field general. Um, and if they want to start rebuilding this defense, that's the guy I need spearheading it. He, there's there's nothing that any defensive coordinator or coach can tell some of these younger guys that they have just brought in over the past year or two or will be with the draft coming up here in a month or two um, that Harrison Smith cannot teach them with, you know, in his sleep. So uh, he stays and he made big plays this past season. He definitely is not, you know, the, the gas, the gas tank is not on E for him. It's uh, it's similar to Pat, Patrick Peterson where it's definitely in the later stages of the career, but at the same time, they still have some big flashy plays and some big iconic moments, I think left in the bag. And I'm excited to see him here uh, back come week one. So I I'm all for it. I'm, I love it. Um, artist, what are your thoughts on? I know I cut you off. Yeah, no, you took the words right out of my mouth, man. Literally everything you said, I literally ditto. Like he <laughs> is Mr. Minnesota at this point. I was, I'm happy that he's staying. I wanted another vet or a vet in the secondary. Cause there's really no real vets out there in the secondary. There's some, but they're still, they're younger vets. I should say younger veterans in the secondary. And, you know, you, you need at least an older guy that can still get out there and play and lead your defense. He is literally, like you said, the last line of defense as the safety. And I think it was a, a guy that you needed to keep here. I think it was a guy that you needed to keep um, in Minnesota. Brian Flores clearly wanted him back, and I'm happy he's back. It's crazy he took such a massive pay cut, but it just shows how much he believes in his team and how much he wants to be in Minnesota. So I'm truly happy he's back. I'm truly happy he's back. Yeah, you still need to retain at least a little bit of leadership on this defense, at least the guys that wear the captain patch on their jerseys at least. Um, if you weren't – I think you had to at least keep one of two guys like Patrick Peterson or Harrison Smith. I think Eric Hendricks was for sure going to be gone uh, no matter what. Uh, yeah, I like I like this move, especially because, I mean, it's still kind of a question mark who would replace Harrison Smith at this point for safety, right? We still have Cam Bynum, but Lewis Seen is coming off a season-ending injury. And, yes, he's a first-round pick, and, yes, we, we expect a lot out of him because of that, but we need to still see what's going on with him. And if we remember before his injury, he wasn't getting a lot of playing time anyway before that. He was getting kick return coverage and special teams kind of stuff, but he wasn't getting a lot of reps um, on the field in, in any capacity. So... Um, this is a good move for now because you don't really know what you have really in the future. Maybe now at this point, I mean, maybe a safety is again, something that they look into the draft, even though I think we all agree that cornerback is something that they should definitely uh, pursue probably more so in the draft. So yeah, this, this is, yeah, it's a pretty significant pay cut, but um, this is a pretty good move um, for the Vikings and for Smith. I, I And I think he likes it here um, based off every press conference I've seen with the guy. He pretty much his life is pretty much here in Minnesota, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if he retires as a Viking. I don't know. Like AJ said, there's definitely a lot of gas left in that tank. Um, I think Harrison Smith still has a lot of good years left, which, you know, in terms of secondary players, we see that with safety safeties can get a little longer in the tooth, more so than cornerbacks. They aren't necessarily running around as much as corners, not playing as much man coverage and stuff like that. So, yeah, this is this is a good move for the Vikings defense. Again, I mean, there's plenty to criticize about the condition of the defense last year, but I don't think Harrison Smith was by any means a, a, a problem whatsoever for the Vikings. So I'm glad he's back, and I'm glad just for a leadership standpoint, I'm glad you're keeping at least – 
another guy on that defense that can be a vocal guy in that locker room, not just for that defense. I think Harrison Smith has enough, uh, a big enough reputation throughout the entire Vikings locker room that I think he can speak pretty much on behalf of the entire team. You know what I mean? He's been around for that, for that long. And like AJ said, he's a ring of honor guy. He's arguably the best safety in franchise history, right up there with Paul Krause. So, um, and yeah, I mean, his, his career is definitely not done and this is a good move for the Vikings, but still, still work needs to be done with the defense. They did make, um, a couple moves. Um, these are just small worth mentioning. And then we can move on to the, we can move on to the Timberwolves. So we poached a Packer guys, Dean Lowry, uh, from the way that Manny Hill described him, he's pretty much just a Harrison Phillips esque kind of guy. Uh, just, and, and that's what Manny said. Manny said too. He's just kind of a guy. Um, I don't know if he's going to be the replacement for Dalvin Tomlinson. I think we need a little bit more. And, and you know what? I don't think a lot of people are talking about the Vikings taking a D lineman in the draft, maybe early in the draft too. It's a, with Tomlinson gone now, it's a position of need. So um, they resound some other guys, but that's uh, pretty much um Pretty much it for Vikings news. Adam Thielen, I'll wrap it up. Adam Thielen did sign with the Carolina Panthers and uh, thinks they're going to win a Super Bowl. And at least that's what he said on the Pat McAfee show. So uh, good luck to Carolina. Andy Dalton, you better. You betcha. So. All right. Real, they really, do have a part. They, they, I think they, they got a first overall, overall pick, though, right? Yeah. Then Who's going to yeah. be thrown to him? C.J. Stroud? Bryce Young? <laughs> Anthony maybe. Richardson? I'm, I just want to say, for all the Vikings fans out there that are very, like, ticked off about that statement of, like, he thinks that, you got to realize that this guy just signed for the team. He's got to be, he's doing the PR trip right now, right? Oh. Oh, I love the city. Oh, I love the fans. Wow, you should have seen the welcome wagon that they wielded. Let me tell you about this team here. This team, we've got guys at the top of the organization who are great. We've got a great future. And let me tell you, not, that success isn't far down the road. I'm here to make an impact, and that impact is going to be a Super Bowl here. I think we can do it. Blah, blah, blah. He doesn't mean any of that. <laughs> he doesn't mean any of that. He's making good with the new people of Carolina, okay? it's He doesn't mean any of that. If, if, if he in his right mind thinks that the Carolina Panthers in the time that he's going to be there are winning the Super Bowl, I will personally drive to his house and and shake his hand or something. Oh. He doesn't want to see me. I'll do Don't something arrested, else. I'll, say. I'll do something else. I'll do something else. But that's incredible that I see people actually getting riled up about that. He doesn't mean a word of that Super Bowl comment. Um, he might want to, but he cannot. He cannot. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk wolves. Anyway, let's talk wolves. I think AJ speaks for all of us in that regard. Yeah, it, it's 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 true. Uh, so the wolves kind of had a weird week, and it started off really just really well. I mean, we, we can start with that Celtics game. The end of that Celtics game was just an absolute mess. the The officiating has probably never been worse in the NBA. Um, Joe Missoula, I that's uh, that was just I can't believe how far he got into the court and how that wasn't called. That was just an absolute mess of a game. Um, and that stinks because that was against the Celtics. That was against a really good team. You could have really, really proven your worth th- there and uh, just it, it didn't go your way. So whatever. But the real news of the week happened in the next game against the Bulls when uh, Anthony Edwards uh, goes down uh, with his injury. Uh, it looked like a really bad ankle sprain. Um, there was even a report, I think, the next day that he was out indefinitely. And at that point. I think pretty much all Wolves fans, I, the the wind was out of the sails at that point, and you're just like, oh man, we're dealing with all this cat uncertainty. Uh, you know, Rudy Gobert sometimes has been hurt a few times. It's just like, oh man, like, what are we gonna do for the rest of the season? But now, 
reported today from Shams Charania, one of the best uh, insiders in all of the NBA. Uh, he tweeted today, uh, there is optimism that uh, that uh, stars Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards could return as soon as Wednesday against the Atlanta Hawks, a source tells The Athletic. So we just went on a roller coaster this week, guys, of maybe thinking that the Wolves season was done. Because if Anthony Edwards was actually going to be out indefinitely, I was going to come on this podcast and say, all right, put Cat on ice for the rest of the season too. Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, do what you can, but see you next year. But now if they're actually back, and Shams is a real insider, man, I mean, this could actually happen here. I don't really know what to think. Uh, guys, I am just flummoxed by just all the injury whirlwind news with this team. I'm exhausted by it, but I hope these guys are back soon. Yeah, I, we need them back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's for sure. You, you need them both back in if you want to really make some sort of playoff push. It kind of sucks, though, that they're sitting right now. I believe they're sitting in the eighth seed in the Western Conference. They've fallen so far. And this team, we just saw in the Knicks game, the Wolves, man, they are resilient. And they can compete. We're starting to see now without Anthony Edwards and without Carl Anthony Towns what the role players on this basketball team can do. Torian Prince, eight for mm. eight from the three-point line, dropping 35 points in the game against the Knicks. Um, Carl, or I'm about to say Carl Anthony Towns. Rudy mm-hmm. Gobert had a had a big day, 16 points. Mike Conley. Now, hey, Jason, go ahead. Say it for me. <laughs> I want to give you credit because when you said this before. I was like, yeah, don't expect Mike Conley to have big games because it's just not going to happen at this point in his career. But Mike Conley is playing great basketball right now. He's playing very solid basketball. He's looking like his old self. He's looking like prime Mike Conley from the Grizzlies. Now, I still say this with caution because I don't know how much of this you can expect come postseason time. But if he can play like this in the postseason – I mean, it is serious. I mean, he's putting up, what was it, 24 and 11 in the game against the Knicks. He had another 28.6 and 5 in the game against the Bulls. I mean, he's playing out of his mind. He's not turning the basketball over. He's taking smart shots. He's hitting his shots from the outside, getting guys involved, not overdoing it out there, not doing too much, playing within himself. He's playing sensational basketball right now. And I just... I, I love what I'm seeing from the other guys right now. I just love what I'm seeing. That was a big win that they just got over the Knicks, overcoming Julius Randle's math monster 57-point game where literally nobody on the Wolves could check him. That was a bit of a problem. Rudy Gobert torched Kyle Anderson, torched Jaden McDaniels, who also had a pretty pretty good game, 18 points, four rebounds, torched. So the fact that they was able to <laughs> overcome that, put up 140 points without Carl Anthony Towns, and without um, Ant, was, it was sensational. It was sensational. So we're seeing what this team is even without those stars, but you need your guys back in order to make any type of noise in the playoffs, especially especially if you're going in as an eighth seed. I mean, I, I like what I see from the supporting cast, but you may even struggle to get out of the playing tournament without those two guys. So it's great news that they should be back really soon. I do expect them to at least be in the playing tournament. I don't know if they'll get up to that sixth seed and avoid the play-in, but I like what I'm seeing from the others. I like what I'm seeing from the others. Yeah, I was I, I was really worried that things were going to get pretty grim here without Ant, uh, just because, I mean, you could rely on him. You've been able to rely on him consistently to even score 30 points a night pretty much every single night. And so... When you lose that type of scoring and, and also just a morale thing, because, again, I was because I, I bet the team is also just kind of wondering, oh, man, come on. When when can Cat come back? When can Cat come back? And to lose another one of your star players, it's just like, 
come on, really? Like that that that's got to be tough to overcome. That's not an easy thing in the locker room. But like we said, like Mike Conley, he's been he's been great. He has scored at least twenty points in three of his last five games. He is he has um he has risen his field goal percentage by five percent. Um, both uh, just regular two point shooting and three point shooting. His free throw shooting is up ten percent for some reason uh, a lot less assist numbers but that's just because there's other playmakers on the wolves and stuff like that but yeah um now he may be he's not scoring as much as d'angelo russell is still in the la and stuff like that and speaking of which the lakers still are not going away artists uh, they're still right there and the, the timberwolves honestly have they're only a half game back of the timberwolves right now so the timberwolves have to be very much aware of what's going on in la right now but yeah this mike conley thing has just been an absolute treat and i know i've been riding that bus pretty much since he scored that first 20 points i'm gonna keep going on that i'm, I'm all aboard the mike conley jr train wow. man i'm all aboard board it watching that Knicks game you came to mind I was like yo Mike <laughs> oh, Conley, yo, Mike Conley is balling I, yeah. I didn't expect this to be consistent but he literally he's looking like him old self even on the defensive side of the ball he's making plays yeah. and I mean literally if if Mike Conley can play to his I don't know if I would call it potential but if he can if he can continue to play like how he's playing right now or at least very close to that Jaden Medanius continues to ascend as a as a player in this league who also got a lot of kudos from Paul George recently. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl Anthony Towns come back and Ant comes back. You never know how much noise the, the Wolves can make in the postseason. Again, it'll be hard to beat the number one team in the Western Conference if you go in as a one seed, but I, I don't or if you go in as an eight seed, but I, I, don't, I don't I'm not really that sold on Denver either. And in the weirdest way, they just they just aren't that. They haven't impressive. proved anything in the playoffs yet. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like most of these Western Conference teams are fairly unproven. You could say that even about the Grizzlies, and I know that Jaw's going to be coming back pretty soon, so they should start getting back into the swing of things here. Golden State is clearly not Golden State. They're definitely the most experienced team for sure, but like. I mean, we've been asking that question all year. Like, how? Like, are they ever going to actually take off? And no, they just have stayed around 500, just like the Wolves have. They um, can't win the, road games. Yeah, <laughs> they can't uh, win I, road games. Yeah, I guess there, there is technically championship pedigree with the Lakers if they make it in. But I mean, there's been some roster movement there. We'll see if LeBron will be available. The this is the most the West has been. I can really remember. And even with Phoenix, not knowing really when Kevin Durant's going to be able to come back, you know what I mean? I mean, I assume he'll be ready for the playoffs, but no matter, I honestly, like even at this point, cause yes, like the wolves making the playoffs is questionable at this point. It, it, it honestly is. I'm not going to be no matter what too terribly f- afraid of who they draw in the first round. Um, I mean, it most likely will be a, a playing team first. So you're going to have to do a single elimination against, you know, one of those teams most likely, but if, if they make it to that point, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not afraid of Memphis. I'll be honest. I'm not afraid of them. I wasn't afraid of Memphis last year. I'm not going to be afraid of them this year either. And I think, I think that team has had a ton of distractions this season that I just don't know if they're going to be able to really come together and really put together a true championship run. If, um, if they go into the playoffs as the seventh seed, I said it last year and I'll say it again this year, they can beat Memphis. That I felt like they could beat Memphis last year. They had a chance. They were in the series, except they blew multiple 20-point leads. I, I don't know how you blow two 20-point leads in one basketball mm-hmm. game. I literally don't know how that is possible. But the Wolves did it. Mm-hmm. But However, with Mike Conley now, a, a veteran point guard who knows how to kind of keep the team under control, 
Kyle Anderson, another guy who can kind of just keep the team under control, kind of slow things down. And Anthony Edwards taking that that step this year, being a better player, you know, defensively and offensively. I they can they can take Memphis with all the distractions that they have going on. John Morant in and out of the lineup. Them being just, I just feel like they're just on such a high horse all the time for a team who's never won a championship. Not trying to hate. I'm just saying, man. They just, I mean, they they are they are something else. But they can be had by the Timberwolves a second mm-hmm. time around if they meet them. So I do like that matchup, maybe more than the Nuggets, even though I'm not super sold on them. But I just, I don't want to be a downer. I just looking at this season so far in its in its totality, it's frustrating that the Wolves are even in this spot. They're fighting to get where they were last year. When you think about it. This was a team that was supposed to be a championship contender, maybe a team that made a big move, took a big swing in the offseason to be a top three seed in the West and a contender. And they are fighting, clawing to yep. be a top eight seed in the West, which is hey, it's, it's tough. And they're lucky that there's a bunch of other teams in the West that are in their situation. Otherwise, I think they're we would be more critical of them if we if we if we saw other if we have other teams to compare ourselves to record wise and so i think it's easy for wolves fans and even nba fans just to be like oh yeah you know i guess because i feel like yeah a lot of people are just like oh, as long as they get in that's fine well yeah but if you're 42 and 40 how great do you feel about that you know what i mean yeah, not too great when you got to play yeah, one so. of the higher seeds in the west so but exactly. we, i mean listen with the way everyone else from kyle anderson mm-hmm. to gobert to mike conley you know, Jaden McDaniels, Nas Reed coming off the bench playing very well. Um, yeah. McLaughlin playing very well. The, the, way, the way the role players are playing when you insert those stars again, hey, the sky is the limit. The sky is the yeah. limit depending on that first-round matchup. That's true. So this week, uh, the Wolves got the Hawks, the Warriors, and the Kings. Those will probably be all the games that will commence by the time we talk to you next on Taxi Squad. So that California road trip starting soon, and we'll see how the Wolves do. Let's move on to the Wild. Uh, guys, uh, I'm actually going to – this unfortunately happened uh, the night that we were recording last week's Taxi Squad, but I kind of want to go even a week back in the wild time capsule here. I just got to say, uh, when there's a chance for a goalie fight, you let the goalies fight. How could the referees step in of Marc-Andre Fleury flying down the ice to come after a wild and crazy Jordan Bennington and denied us of one of the purest speculation or spe- Spectacles that you can see on an NHL rink. AJ, I was so disappointed. That game was wild. The Wild scored eight goals, but um, oh man, I really wanted to see a goalie fight. I fully admit. I know that we're trying to phase out fighting in the NHL, but oh, when you can get a chance at that, that's just that's literally the best. The thing I I the, my stance on that was if that's a normal game on like Bally Sports North, that's like a regional game. I understand, you know, whatever. Sure. Mm. The fact that you know it's a nationally televised game, it's on TNT, it's in prime time, like there's no other games really going on at that point. You have to do that simply because, you, like, what a week for the NHL. Terrible week for the NHL. You do that, and then with a span of the week, you announce that your new jersey partnership is Fanatics. I was going to bring that up. What? <laughs> So what? So stupid. But okay, the wild, but, the wild have been good. Did, like I, just stay on. Okay. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> what? Can I ask why? Why? Why is everybody hating on the Fanatics thing? Is it because it's not actually like a sportswear, like you know, like Adidas or even Reebok, or, or like why? What? Why is everybody upset by this? Um, no, Fanatics is notorious for uh, low quality okay. products. Like the amount of people that you know just came out of the woodworks today 
saying like, yeah, you know, I'm still waiting. Uh, it's eight months going on now for my Jack Hughes jersey or hmm. some guy got a Jared Spur- a signed Jared, Sp- Jared Spurgeon jersey from like the website mm-hmm. from by Fanatics, but it's spelt Spurgino. <laughs> and then he even like signed it and put like LOL Spurgino on the, okay, but that's kind of funny, though. But that's then you fun. have, like, a Jack Hughes jersey that's – he's number 86, and it's number 86 on the back, but then the sleeve numbers are number 13. It's just – it's and then it's lower quality, and mm-hmm. everything is overpriced. So it's just – everybody's nervous about it. I, th- I think they're going to stay with the same, like, factories for making all the stuff, so I believe it's going to stay on ice quality will be the same. It's just – it's so dumb because it's fanatics. Like, every other major company – like MLB is Nike. Yeah. Um. I know NFL teams. I believe are also Nike. Every other league is Nike. Um, yeah. ML- MLS is is Adidas. Yeah. Um. A lot of other major sport like NBA. I want to say is Nike or Adidas. It's Nike and Jordan. Like Nike and Jordan. Mix, Thank mix, you. Yeah. Mix of so both. yeah. It's just like it's not a it's not a brand. It's a company. It's not a brand. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that's that's what I think a lot of people are upset about. Um, and it's just a monopoly now. It's a huge monopoly. Mm. But uh, on the wild, they've been playing actually really good hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, despite not having Kirill Kaprizov for six or seven games now, they've been scoring goals, which has been just a wild, wild sight. Um, they look kind of like a good hockey team, which is crazy <laughs> wow. enough. I didn't expect that during this time. I expected this to be like going to war every night, and you have to watch this team just grind out the ugliest of ugly games ever to be seen. But they're entertaining to them for the most part. You know, there's, we still see times where they play, uh, you know, some pretty bad hockey, and they, pre- they take some dumb penalties, and they give up some pretty bad chances. But on the flip side of that, you have the, the highs to match it, where they look like they – they're snapping the puck around like it's nobody's business, and they're they're kind of doing everything in their power to score. And, and it's, it's been pretty impressive. We yeah. saw it, we saw it tonight. They hung with a, a pretty solid team in the New York De- uh, New Jersey Devils, rather, and uh, they they pull out the win in overtime. They're and they're only going to get healthier. You got to hope. So, mm-hmm. um, and th- that win tonight was done without uh, Jared Spurgeon in the lineup. So Spurgino, mm-hmm. he wasn't he was not in the lineup tonight. So. Uh, you know, this team continues to surprise me. I'm glad to be proven wrong about my my uh, pre-mindset about how they were going to play without Kaprizov. Mm-hmm. I hope that when he does return, they don't go back to what they were, where it's like, hey, Kirill, you do everything now, please. You know, they would be a juggernaut if they could just do what they did now and then add him back in, and they're going to also be adding in uh, Gustav Nyquist when he's healthy and good to go. So, um I'm not going to say that this team is built to make like a super deep run, but if they'd make a deep run of the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised. They, uh, they're, they're, they're surprising. They kind of have that physicality and depth that we haven't seen in past years. I still don't have that feeling of last year where it's kind of like that magical, like you got something going on, but if they did it, I wouldn't be surprised. I would be, I would be very happy about it. Yeah. So um, as it currently stands, the Kraken have a three, one lead in the late in the second period over Dallas and if that score holds, then your Minnesota Wild will end the night in first place in the Central Division with 90 points. Uh, if you would ask me at the beginning of the season if they would be at this point, no way. Like AJ just said, I thought they'd be scrapping and clawing at this point. But no, this has turned into a team that, I, I mean, it's so impressive, just, especially the scoring output, AJ. They've been scoring a ton with Kirill Kaprizov being out. And I'm just kind of wondering, like, if with Kirill being out, has this 
open things up a little bit for other players because obviously you're trying to get Kirill the puck a lot when he's on the ice and maybe when he's off the ice it opens up opportunities for some other guys especially Matthew Boldy with that hat trick against the Caps had the game-winning goal tonight against the Devils he has really really picked up the slack since Kirill's been out and actually uh, I've heard news that Kirill is actually tracking uh, fairly well um, in terms of coming back, maybe even maybe even a little bit earlier than expected. Um, and I think the the overall prognosis is that it is it is a hamstring injury with Kirill Kaprizov. And so uh, obviously, I mean, the Wild are better without uh, with, with him, I should say. I almost said without. And so when he comes back, uh, the sooner the better. Uh, Marcus Johansson has been awesome. Yeah, since uh, we traded for him, this is not uh, the same Marcus Johansson. I think a lot of Wild fans uh, remember. Um, in his first stint, uh, he has been a very positive contributor to the club so far since we traded for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that shows maybe the first time around he might have been dealing with some injury or just, you know, didn't mesh with the the game plan and maybe the role that he had then. But he has come in and he has been an absolute delight. And it, I, I, told, I told this to uh, our fellow colleague, Judd Zolgad, on an episode of Judd's Hockey Show, but... When they made the trade, I was like, meh, sure, whatever. And Me I think too. I said that to you guys, too. Yeah. Um, but he has been uh, – he's surpassed all my expectations. He's been amazing. He's kind of rein, reinvigorated the offense at times. He's out there making an impact, it seems, almost every shift. You notice him. Um, a lot of other players that maybe their game style – it's better when you're not supposed to notice them. You know what I mean? Like you you, you go and you get done with the, with the nightly – actions and you go ahead and you look and you're like okay I didn't bother talking about this person that means they must have done a good job because they weren't a nuisance to me as a fan Marcus Johansson has been his role has kind of been the opposite of that I want to talk about him and it's all been good talk I believe so far he did leave the game tonight he did come back so hopefully uh, the last two games where he has kind of left with some type of injury concern uh, doesn't persist hopefully it's just minor knocks and he's able to get back to 100% and that's the thing about uh, Kirill Kaprizov. If they're going to keep playing like this down the stretch here, they're going to make the playoffs. So don't rush anything. If you can take another week and it's just, you know, stay on that timetable, that gets them to 100%. I don't want them back at 80 or 90%. I want them back at 100 if possible. So unless you're at a point where he is either like holding somebody hostage to get back on the ice, just keep him out until he's 100%. Yeah, unless your playoff life's are literally on the line and you've built up a ton of equity in this really good stretch because uh, the wild are at 90 points and the next wild card team that's out is the Nashville Predators at 78. You got a 12 point cushion right there. That, that should be enough with how many games are left to play. And there's actually uh, only 11 games left to play for the Minnesota wild. So they should be able to take care of business. Um, yeah. How, how about Ryan Reeves? The last uh, uh, six games, he's got three goals. He's even stepped up a little bit too. Like I said, the scoring has just kind of like distributed a ton ever since Kirill's been out, and we're seeing just a ton of contributions from a ton of different guys. And Mark Andre Fleury, Mark Andre Fleury, I should say, seven and zero now in his uh, last seven starts for the Wild. I mean, as much as Philip Gustafson has been awesome this season, awesome, one of the best goaltenders in the league, arguably, and nobody thought that was going to be the case. We are going to have not necessarily a goalie controversy come playoff time for the Minnesota Wild, but I think we are going to have a pretty damn good luxury that not a lot of other teams will have, and that's to rock star playing goaltenders. These guys are playing lights out right now. I know that Gustafson's been a little, like, he's led a little a couple goals in the last few games, but still overall the numbers are still really good, and I'm still really confident in him. But this is really panning out 
to really set up good for the Wild if the goaltending continue to hold, if they can still get scoring without some of their best players, but they are getting healthy. Jonas Berdeen is coming back too. Uh, hopefully, um, back Jake, already. Actually. He's back already. Yeah. Did Jake Middleton come back tonight, or are we still waiting on him? Middleton was back tonight. They he both, was back they tonight both played too. Played okay. on Sunday. Fantastic. Okay, yep. so these guys are getting back in the mix too. So really, I mean, just the big. Injury bug right now for the Wild is really Kirill Kaprizov. And like we mentioned, he might even be tracking to come back earlier. But, but be careful if we don't necessarily need him in situa- certain situations. And the Wild are building up a pretty good playoff equity. Like AJ said, do not rush anything. Do not rush anything. Mm-hmm. So um, the Wild this week in terms of a schedule. Oh, darn it, I just had it up on my computer. But I got it right here for you. So uh, between now and when we talk to you next, we'll probably get this Flyers game in, uh, Blackhawks and the Kraken. So we'll uh, uh, give a little bit of coverage on all those games. You, you gotta take. I think you got to take care of business against the Flyers and the Blackhawks. Those seasons yeah, are done. Those, Chuck- <laughs> those, those teams are playing for yeah. a better draft pick. Yes. And the Kraken are looking to uh, get into the playoffs yes. for the first time. That'll so. be a good game. That'll be a good yeah. game. Man, Chuck Fletcher ruined the Philadelphia Flyers. He, he left them in a worse situation than he left the Minnesota Wild, I think. It's just... They, they, the, the botched trade deadline for them, not trading James Van Riemsdyk. That was the nail in the coffin for Chuck Fletcher. So, anyway. Uh, Artists, are you much of a Flyers fan? I know you got the Philadelphia Eagles love, but do you care about the Flyers at all? No, no, no affiliation there. Nah. I had to ask. I, I had to ask just in case. Just nope, had to ask nope. in case. Okay. I, I, I don't I don't watch much hockey. So, so, <laughs> do you know what that means? What is it? Go mean? Minnesota Wild. That's yeah. what that means. Yes. Go Minnesota yeah. Wild. That is what it. that means. I absolutely love it. Artist is a fully indoctrinated Minnesota now. We love it. Uh, all right, guys. I think that's going to wrap things up on the Taxi Squad for this week. An, an epic week for reckless speculation with the Minnesota Vikings. I, I'm guessing this Lamar Jackson stuff is going to happen here pretty soon. We'll see. I don't know if it will be the Vikings in the long run. We'll see what the Wolves. We'll see what the Wild. Hopefully, uh, you know, the Wolves can build some momentum. Hopefully, the Wild can keep their momentum. Guys, got any last thoughts before we wrap things up this week? Go get Lamar Jackson, (laughs) (laughs) if it's possible, if it's doable, if there's a chance, crazy, go get Lamar Jackson. You want things to change in Minnesota? You want to have real Super Bowl aspirations, a real shot at this thing in the NFC? That is the move you're going to make, if you can. Uh (laughs) <laughs> um really really off topic final thought but uh incredible that right now on march 21st in the year 2023 mike trout and shohei otani are both playing in the most prominent game of their careers it's true the world baseball classic championship um uh, something the stakes of which they will never experience with the uh, Los Angeles Angels organization. <laughs> oh. So they both need to get out of there Oof, real yeah. quick. Yeah, no, AJ, you just stole mine. I was going to talk about the WBC too. Um I know that it's been a thing for several years now and I've definitely haven't paid a lot of interest into it, but this is the most relevant I felt like this tournament has ever been and I think it has to do with kind of the star powers that we have here internationally. I think Shohei Otani is a massive draw to the sport and oh Schwarbo oh that's a foul ball by Schwarbo uh, but anyway it, it's it has been fun to watch because um, yeah the, I know I know that the World Baseball Classic has been a thing for several years but this is kind of this has been the year where it's really felt like it's been on a on a bigger scale and I think it has to do with the stars and maybe Major League Baseball doing a better job marketing their stars as well so 
All right, ladies and gents, that'll wrap it up for this week's, uh, this week's Taxi Squad. Thank you again for joining us. We very much appreciate it. You can check us out on Spotify. We're also on Apple Podcasts as well. Please give us a five-star rating. Uh, the best way to support us, though, is to check us out uh, literally on scorenorth.com and the Score North app. You can find the Taxi Squad podcast on there as well as all of our podcasts that we do here at Score North, Mackie and Judd, Purple Daily, and everything else. Go ahead, click on that, listen to us, and um, we hope you like what you hear. Anyway, I'm Jason Stormer. We got Artist Woods. We got Adrian Fredrickson. Thank you again for joining us on another ride with the Taxi Squad, and we will check you guys out next week. Take care.